Hello and welcome to another edition of the First and Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We are recording today's podcast on a Thursday. And Ryan, let's take a closer look at something a lot of Broncos fans, maybe they uh, woke up this morning and picked up their Denver Post uh, and were looking forward to a fiery Vance Joseph. They're looking forward to, this is what we're doing, I'm going to call plays, Roby, he's he's down to the third cornerback, something, just, just something to give them hope. And then, Ryan, we talked to VJ, uh, and then what happened? All hat, no cattle. <laughs> um, it was disappointing. And, you know, from our perspective, sure we wanted, as I wrote today, I want him to pound the drums and sound the bugles. I want him to say something, announce some change. Uh, you know, as soon as we got the play caller thing out of the way, Joe Wood's still doing that on Sunday. Uh, Bradley Roby, still a starter as of now. Uh I think it was disappointing. Uh, you talk tough on Sunday, you talk tougher on Monday, and then on Wednesday you can't even say, hey, this guy is going to play more. Uh, I'm going to be more involved, etc. So uh, I came away from that saying nothing's changed. Gotcha. So without those changes, without anything that we have is sort of, hey, this is, is what's going to happen Sunday against the Rams when they host a 5-0 and team that's just rolling. Um, but let's kind of play coach. We're, let's kind of put on our Vance Joseph hat here, Ryan. Three things. We'll, we'll sort of keep it simple for the pod here. Uh, three things that we change. And first, you know, that this was something that you brought up uh, that I found interesting uh, about Von Miller. Uh, he's a guy who has not been producing at the rate that he did in the first couple games. Uh, when he had four sacks, four tackles for loss, five QB hits. Uh, you go past these three losses, he's got zero sacks, only two QB hits, and two tackles for loss. Uh, Ryan, what about Vaughn uh, needs to be different on Sunday? Well, you have to evaluate him as a healthy player. And if they come out, I've had nobody tell me because I've asked. I said, hey, is Vaughn nursing something? Uh, you know, is he with an ankle or a knee or something like that that maybe is limiting his productivity you haven't heard that Uh, one thing Vance said after Sunday's game is they got to help Bradley Roby get better put him in better spots they got to do the same with Von Miller and that was Vance's only little kernel on Wednesday was hey try and create some favorable matchups for Miller but that's not one-on-one anymore. He hasn't been beating those guys. So do you have to you know, spin him around inside, use him as a spinner type player? Do you have to put Bradley Chubb at defensive end in a pass rushing package with Miller on his hip? That's where I think changes will come on Sunday, but we won't know it till we see it. Right. So let's stick on defense. A guy I mentioned a bit earlier for the second change that we think the Broncos should make. Uh, and it's got to be Bradley Roby related. I almost feel bad at this point for how much we've harped on the guy the past few days, but you miss practice. You play so poorly against the Jets. You're, I mean, this is just sort of what happens when you play in the NFL. Yeah, and I don't feel badly about it uh, <laughs> because he's playing on his fifth year option. He's making a lot of money. They handed him the number two corner spot, and he has not taken it. That said, they have no other options. He has to be on the field. I would do one thing. I would move him inside to the nickel just to get him in some traffic areas where a guy can't run by him. Maybe he can pass a guy off. They can play a little you know, man on the outside zone uh, in the middle of the field. Try and get him in some tight situations where he can get a hand on a football, maybe an interception could get him going because right now 
it just looks like he's not playing with a lot of confidence. I thought early in the season he was playing too far off because he was worried he'd get beat because that had, you know he's got to be thinking about free agency. Well, he's losing money every week. Um, you know he did help himself with Monday's absence. He's got to be on the same page with the head coach on that one. But on the field, I think this is a big couple weeks for Bradley Roby because. Sooner or later, if the struggles continue, they got to move him off the field. So we'll stick uh, with one last point here. We appreciate you guys listening to the First in Orange podcast. We're breaking down three different things that we would change for the Broncos. Uh, first, moving around Von Miller. Second, putting Bradley Roby inside at corner. And third, on offense, there's so many things the Broncos could do, I think, to improve. But when Case Keenum is sacked 13 times uh, through these first five weeks, Ryan, maybe let's look at the offensive line. Uh, you know, Garrett Bowles is a first-round pick. I don't know that the Broncos would be so willing uh, to bench him at this point. Maybe you suggested that, I think, uh, not long ago is something to, to consider. But you have got another option. What, what's something these Broncos could do uh, in terms of their maybe their guard play that would increase their chances? Yeah, a couple things on this O-line pass protection front. But to answer your question, I give Max Garcia a little bit of run at right guard. He's played only left guard as a starter in this league the last two years for the Broncos. Connor McGovern's had two poor games out of three. So maybe you try and create some in-game competition there where they say, hey, Max, you're not going to play every snap, but you're going to get a shot to put some stuff on tape and maybe win that job. Eli Wilkinson finished the game at left tackle on Sunday against the Jets. Bulls had a foot injury. Uh, if Bulls' struggles continue, and Valdir stays out, maybe you flip Bowles over to right tackle. Uh, if, if the losing continues, you have to consider all options. But I will defend the O-line in one respect. To a Case Keenum's four sacks last week, he held the ball for over four seconds. As he pointed out, that's on him. Uh, so he needs to be he needs to have uh, a lot better decision-making in the pocket, be more assertive, and scramble a little bit because he's got to bail out his line just a bit. Gotcha. So, Ryan, just as a final note here, as we talk about this slide, I think it's interesting that in your career you've covered some Jaguars teams that were not very good, that had losing streaks. When you talk to these Broncos players, do you see shades of things you saw in Jacksonville with some of those bad teams, whether it's body language, whether it's how the head coach handles situations? I'm just curious sort of how you interpret this based on your past experience and, and covering some some less than, than lovable losers, we'll call them. Yeah, I mean, the locker room on Sunday in New York was telling – because guys were out of answers. You're not supposed to be out of answers in week five. Compare that to the Baltimore game. They're two and one after that loss. So that was a bad loss too. Say, so, hey, they're home the next week. They got a division rival coming in. They can bounce back. On Sunday, you heard, hey, it feels like last year. Those weren't questions that were asked to these players. Those were the players bringing it up. When Vance saw those comments, was made aware, that should have been his message this week. There will not be a repeat of last year's eight-game losing streak and five and eleven record. So. What you do see, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, the double-digit penalty game like Baltimore, where they lost composure, didn't have a lot of discipline, that's where you say, okay, are the players on the same page with the head coach delivering the message? They figure out the penalty stuff for a couple weeks, but that's one sign that, you know, that there's there's a disconnect. But... Um, I just have a feeling it's not going to get a lot better. Let's yeah. Put it that way. Well, I'll say this: I think there's 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 one guarantee from this game. Uh, the Broncos win. It will be an incredible post-game locker room scene. Broncos lose. It will be a very sad and continuous uh, post-game locker room scene. Well, and I don't think it's going to. I mean, what I didn't get from the York was sad. I got pissed. Yeah, pissed. Maybe uh, that's a better word. Yeah. Yeah, you know, or ticked. Excuse yeah, me. Uh, guys, real. You know, guys don't have to say this, but. 
they put in a lot of work. You know, they don't announce how many hours they're here at the building each week, each day. So, but when it doesn't go well, you know, you look at guys who are going to be free agents. Yeah. Their market's going down. Guys who want to stay for a new regime, their market's going down. So, you know, I think they'll play hard this week, but I just don't think they have enough. Right, right. So with that, we will let you guys go. We appreciate you listening to the First and Orange. Uh, this is sort of a combo podcast that will go with some analysis that Ryan will have in the newspaper later in the week about some changes that the Broncos will make uh, with sort of Vance Joseph playing his decisions close to the chest. Uh, so be sure to follow all of our coverage at DenverPost.com. Uh, you can pick up the newspaper every single day. Uh, subscribe to the First and Orange, and we will see you next time.